Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is, what exactly goes into a business exit plan, and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting EXIT PLAN with no spaces to 44222. That's EXIT PLAN to 44222. Again, text EXIT PLAN to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach tip of the day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Well, hello everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. My name is Bill Black. I'm the host of Exacoach Radio, and today we're going to talk about uh, getting to know who your people are in advance, if possible, so that you can hire the right people, put the right uh, people in the right seats on your bus, and so that you can make sure that you understand how your people are likely to react uh, how how they're likely to uh, perform under certain situations. And my guest today is Eric Guy. Eric is a senior partner at a company called Pre- Predictive Synergistics. And Eric, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me, Bill. I appreciate it. Hey, it's, it's our pleasure. You know, this is great stuff, and our, our business owner listeners always want to get a cutting-edge and they do a lot of things to do that, but a lot of times they forget that their best assets go home every night. And that, that's, their, that's their people. And they need to be able to figure out, how do, I, how do I predict what my people are all about? How do I hire really good people? So, Eric, tell us a little bit about you and your background before we get into the meat of the matter here. Okay, so funny story here. I'm actually a licensed therapist, so what what the heck am I doing in in a business background? I started in private practice actually almost 20 years ago and developed a rather unique service that uh, every once in a while I still get to dive into today, and and that unique service is where I go into somebody's home, uh, a family, and stay with them for a few days. So I camp out and uh, was getting doing that with the program that I was doing and was asked by some of those folks to come and do it in their companies. So Hmm. what happened is uh, I had to find an objective way to gather data rather than just go in and guess. So um, started getting trained and credentialed in in various assessments uh, in the early 2000s. And then in 2008, that's when I ran into uh, my business partner, and we've just kind of taken it from there. He knew the analytical side of it. I knew the people side of it. And uh, one of the things that I've always believed and how we've gelled as well as we have over the past few years is I've always believed that everyone has certain unique gifts uh, that they bring to the table and that we're all perfect the way we are. So it has always been my passion to help people find their unique purpose and strive to be the best, you know, family, company, person they can be. And, uh, you know, so I do a lot of 
speaking engagements and training, and I've also uh, just recently, uh, last year, become an author. So that's a little bit about me. Been a little busy. So, you know, uh, the, uh, the, your website, PredictiveSynergisticSystems.com, you say your, your mission statement is a very interesting and, and memorable mission statement, helping all employees have a better life. So, uh, so tell us a little bit about this. How, I mean, I hear a lot more about predictive indexes, and it's certainly uh, something that everybody should pay attention to because it's, it's, it's rooted in technology and, uh, I would imagine, in behavioral science, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think you noted earlier that, uh, you know, I'm a senior partner here. My job is to help our consultants, help our clients really with, of array of assessment and trainings that we do uh, in our Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Detroit offices. So we offer really a suite of assessments around strategy execution, behavior, and cognitive attributes of a person and a role, and then sales assessments and training. So, uh, you know, you alluded to it earlier, Bill, we are the people people. Our best clients really rely on us for all their human capital challenges and decisions. And uh, I, th- I really think the thing that makes us different than most companies that that utilize analytic pools is with with most of the other of our competition or the people in our space, you get a report. With us, you get results. I think that's where we, what we're looking for and what we've got given to our clients. What are the what are the primary ways that people use this type of an index? Is it is it recruiting? Is it hiring? Is it retention? Is it all of the above? Uh, all of the above. We like to say when we look at the the complete the whole employee life cycle, so from beginning to end. Um, our secret sauce is on is definitely on the front end because not only are we looking at the person, we're looking at the job role. Uh, so we're identifying the behaviors and cognitive abilities that are needed for the job role. And mm. what we what we do from there is we start attracting people who are wired like that through different language and verbiage in a job posting. So we'll come on board and help a help a company with their job postings and, and help them attract the right people. And then when once they come in they take you know, they take the assessments and then we match them up. And one of the things that, that I say, and it's just kind of one of my sayings, is we kind of follow the o, OJ rule, Bill. And I don't know if you know what that is. Um, <laughs> no, for, yeah, so the OJ rule is that if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. It's not about a good or bad person. It's about if they fit or <laughs> okay. not. You know, I'm not going to okay. be anybody's CFO. I mean, I can go to school for it. I can go get trained for it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, you're going to be missing some decimal points and some zeros. And it's just, it's not an innate wiring that's in me. I can do it. But will I do it? Will mm-hmm. I do it well? Will I be happy for long periods of time? Uh, the answer is no. Makes complete sense. So uh, I like what you said a little bit earlier, which is uh, that first you determine what are the characteristics of the person who's going that this job requires uh, not not what you know so from a I can see from a hiring standpoint it'd be really important to understand you know that a sales job is a lot different from 
from uh, counting the numbers and the bean counting on the other side of the of the company. So finding the the traits and characteristics that are most likely to succeed in a particular job, and then finding the people that have those traits is that pretty much what we're talking about here? Matching those things up? Uh, yes, initially, and then okay. so the the to to move along with that in the employee life cycle is then once you get them and once you make that offer how do you onboard them okay because we can get Uh the right people how do you onboard them and the bigger piece is how do you manage them okay um right you know i had i had some stats for you about you know just the the talent landscape and I, i know you know this and i know a lot of your listeners know this but that talent landscape's changing i mean uh you know the some of the stats that you look at, some say that 10,000 boomers are retiring every day. And uh, right. by 2021, 51% of the workforce is going to be millennials. And, you know, when we look at, at applicant flow initially with a company, you know, again, I'm looking at statistics and research. Back in 2008, there were 40 applicants for every position. What stats tell us now is there's 1.4 applicants for every position. And what it's wow. indicating is that it's only going to get harder to attract good talent. But there's a double-edged sword to that because if you look at, at some of the other statistics and research that that's out there is that one in three new hires quit their job within, you know, six months. So oh, wow. we can get wow. the right people, but how do you keep them? So it's a double-edged sword, and I think it's just going to get more difficult. You know, we're, we're going to look out five years from now and say, remember the the good old days of 2016 when it was easy to get talent, when it's really not that easy. It's just going That's to be right. more difficult then, I think. Absolutely, absolutely right. And it's, it's, I hear that all the time from – I just talked to a, a couple clients yesterday, and they said, we're really busy and it's really hard to find good people. There, we have to, and we have to, we have to rip them away from somewhere, and we're going to train them. And we sure don't want to, we sure don't want to hire the wrong people at this point. Uh, we we can't afford it, and we don't have the time for it. And so, one of the things that you guys uh, talk about that I see uh, is that you say people leave bosses, not jobs. What do you mean by that, and how can how can our listeners help uh, help to be a better a better boss? Yeah, so people don't quit their jobs; they quit their bosses. Um, we have to learn our people. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I like what you said that your earlier, Bill. Our greatest asset leaves at the end of the day, which is our people, and we need to learn how to um, put them in the right role find the right role for them, mm-hmm. put them there, and then give them what they need. You know, some of us as managers, me being a manager, you know, I have to concentrate on what my people need, not what I need. I sit around all day sniffing my own glue, which means I see the world as it, as I see it, not as it truly is. And so the people that are reporting to me do things and interact in different ways. And if they're not given those certain things, they don't stay engaged. Um, and if they get really disengaged, they become toxic and to the point where they either need to leave or they take others with them and so that it becomes that toxic or they create a culture that's toxic, and that's not good either. But for managers, it's really getting to know our people, and that's, uh, you know, I've got some tips on that, and that we might get to that later. So 
That's one of the tips that I have for for your listeners. it just seems like it's gotten so much more complicated than it used to be. It's, it seems like uh, over the last, uh, I don't know, couple of years at least, we've we've heard more and more um, discussions about how millennials are different and how uh, how the, there's different values and there's really three or four different kind of value sets in the workplace these days. And managers, it, it, I think it used to be a lot. It seems like it used to be a lot easier. Maybe, maybe there was just this huge baby boomer work pool to pull from, and they all kind of, uh, like, like you said, uh, sniffed their own, sniffed the same glue. <laughs> that you know, they were, yeah. they were, they were hitched to the same value wagon. And now there are these different things. And so, for a manager, they they really have to be on their game these days and really expand their horizons and learn how to how to address each of these different uh, value uh, camps, if, if you will, correct? Yeah, you, know, you just have to pe- treat people, you know, the way they need to be treated and, and actively so they can actively stay engaged. I mean, uh, you know, I guess, again, when we look at research, it tells us that, that every person is pretty much hardwired to contribute to something greater than themselves for about nine hours a day. Okay, so some of that, some of us go a little bit longer, some of us go a little bit less than that. But when we're doing that's not even half that's not even half a day for our business owners, (laughs) right? (laughs) So what we're doing something that we love, like I do, like I get to do every day, doesn't feel like work. I don't get up on Monday morning and dread it. I get up long. Okay, I get to do it again. All right, it's you know, and and we put people in those kind of roles, and when they get managed correctly. Uh, it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like a calling, and it really gets them to go after their purpose and passion for what they want to do with their lives, and they stay, too. That's the other thing. I mean, that, the the big thing that we're seeing with companies is people, you know, especially it's just not only millennials, but, uh, you know, large of them are just, you know, you get them, you train them, and then they, they leave, and it's like, well, really good people. Well, how do I keep all my really good people? and keep them happy and keep them energized and keep them engaged. Yeah. Do you have any uh, statistics about the number of people that are disengaged in the workforce? Uh, I do. I don't have them directly in front of me, but uh, I do do that. We, I know we have one of our, our presentations where we have that. I think it's, you know, I, and, and I'm going to oh, guess okay. here. I no, think no it's problem. I, I've heard in the range of, that's what I was going to say. That's what I've heard in the past is about 40% of people are engaged and, uh, uh, and is that engaged or disengaged? Disengaged. Disengaged. Yeah. 40% um, of the people really don't like their, their job and they're not engaged. Can you imagine if you're taking a test in, in a high school and you keep getting 60%, you know, you're, you're not going to, yeah. you're, you're still going to be in high school right now at, at you know, at very old age, right? Right. And so, can you imagine if if we could, if people could just get that from from forty percent disengaged to ten percent or zero percent is probably unachievable. But um, and and this is a way that people are doing this by putting these tests kind of as a filter and figuring out: Do I have the right people? And am I hiring them? You know, if you can't do anything about who you have, you can certainly do something about who you are who your next hires are. So do you see this use of this type of, of uh, technology uh, on a fast rise right now as we get into a tight, tight job market? Well, I do. And, and the other reason that, that it's 
moving like that is because it does. If if a company uses it well, Bill, it does give that company a competitive advantage over their competition because they're they're actively putting people in roles, actively onboarding them correctly, actively engaging them in ways in which they will stay and create a culture, uh, you know, that's highly energized. That's great. That's great. So uh, share with us, if you will, um, uh, a a client success story. Could you just give us a real-world example? Sure, and this is a client that that came on board seven, eight years ago, uh, Inside Home Sales Company. Uh, We started with them when – they were probably eh, three million, probably about right right around there. Uh, their issue that they had was some of their salespeople were really good and some weren't. And at that time, they, you know, they probably only had twenty or twenty-five in the role. Uh, we figured out what made a top performer and we validated it with analytics. We just didn't guess, okay? Because some people think when they don't know what behavioral cognitive analytics are. Sometimes they think it's voodoo. We didn't guess. We validated it against top and bottom performers. And so that company only sat out to hire those type of people that were aligned with their strategy for their company and how they executed it. And here we are seven years later. They have almost uh, 100 inside salespeople, and they're doing roughly $250 million in sales now. Wow. And they will not hire anybody that doesn't match that profile because they know it works. You know, and you just brought up a point that I've heard in the past about these. You know, here's an idea for you business owners out there. You can use this type of uh, program to, to figure out what are the traits of your best performers now right now who who the who the best people are and if they ever leave you if you want to if you want to replicate them you only hire people that that get close at least close to that particular predictive index is that is that uh, am, am I messing that up you or is that it. correct you got it no I mean, you wh- didn't mess it up at all that's magic now do you do does it you is. do you as a company like you said before early on you you match up uh, the index to a job and you say okay here's our target index for this particular job so do you, have you collected and and developed a database that uh, particular specific jobs need and and if so how extensive is that database how many jobs have you characterized well we have a lot of them but what we do that i absolutely love is we do every position specifically individualized for the company. So, um, you know, a salesperson is a salesperson isn't a salesperson. So what kind of sales is it? Is it technical sales? Is it outside sales? Is it selling a product? Is it selling a service? Is it commission-based? Is it, you know, is it, do they have a base salary? Are they a hunter? Are they a farmer? So you have to go through all these things with the company. We just don't give a cookie cutter out. We actually analyze what's what's going on already internally with, with the roles that they have with the top and bottom mm-hmm. performers, have the, the inside people create the job uh, profile with our help. You know, we keep them in the right zip code and say, this right. is what you want. Is, is this what you're getting? And then we, you know, and then we watch it and validate it over time. That's great. So, so there's a lot of work that goes into this to make sure it's customized and going to have the best 
impact on the particular company that you're working with at the time. Hey, uh, Eric, we, we've reached we've reached the point where it's time for some uh, some tips, ideas, and precautions for our listeners. What can you tell us? Okay, so overarching tip uh, would be especially for 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 your listeners, Bill, it would be slow down to speed up. And I, I've got three tips underneath that, but that's the overall arching tip is slow down to speed up. So number one, put the right person in the right role. Okay. Number two, onboard them correctly. And number three is probably the most important. Treat them the same by treating them differently. And what I mean by that is utilize what we call the platinum rule which is treat people the way they need to be treated for maximum productivity and efficiency. And that's going to keep them actively engaged and working well inside your company for years. Those are great tips. Really great. So uh, slow down to speed up, right? Slow Um, down to speed up. Follow the process. Tell me me a little bit about your, your book that's coming out. So, yeah, it's out, The Life of Victory. Uh, it's on Amazon currently. You can just go onto Amazon if, if you want to. It's under what, my name, Eric Guy. Uh, what's it about? Really, that that is about, I would say if I sum that up, that's about self-awareness and engagement and being all you can be, kind of what we just talked about here, but the mindset of it without the, the analytical side of it as much. Terrific. And so uh, <clears throat> hit us with the title one more time, Eric. Uh, the Life of Victory. The Life of Victory. It sounds like an excellent yes. read by someone who knows what they're talking about and has been practicing in this area for quite a while. Uh, the the website for the Predictive Synergistic Systems is just that, PredictiveSynergisticSystems.com. And I'm, I'm digging around on the website now. There's all kinds of information uh, about the company, how, how this works some success stories and some events that are happening. You, you probably want to go there and check it out just to get familiar with it at PredictiveSynergisticSystems.com. And if people would like to get in touch with you, Eric, what's the best way for them to do so? Um, just my name, Eric Guy, G-U-Y, E-R-I-C-G-U-Y, at PredictiveSynergistics.com. Uh, they can call me direct, 724 8351 and uh, for your listeners, Bill, if they want to test drive any of our analytics, just get a hold of me, and I'll be happy to give any of your listeners. If they say, "Hey, heard you on, heard you on Bill's show," we'll uh, give them a free test drive with the analytics if they want. Well, you know, the time goes by too quickly on these interviews, especially when it's as interesting a topic as this, Eric. And you've you've really given us a, a lot to think about and some great information. I can't imagine anybody who doesn't want to do better in this area of their business. So uh, please get in touch with Eric and uh, or check out the website, PredictiveSynergisticSystems.com. And once again, Eric, I want to thank you for, for coming on and enlightening our listeners and for your generous offer. Yeah, thank you, Bill. It's been a pleasure. Okay, we're going to take a, a short break here, and we'll be right back. So please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. One of the questions I get asked the most is, how do I grow the value of my business? I'm so busy working in it, I need to work on it. So we've created a special report for you on 10 tips to grow the value of your business. Just text the word DRIVERS to 44222 to get a special free report right to your inbox. That's DRIVERS to 44222. Text DRIVERS to 44222. 
Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 